Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. There is something wonderfully mysterious about the night. It can either be a time of rest and sleep for us, a time of deep darkness, or it can be a time of great visitation. Are you hungry to discover more how God speaks today through prophecies or in the spirit realm in dreams, visions, and encounters? And are you tired of praying and praying and praying but never really experiencing anything while you're praying? Well, today I want to share just a few of the most helpful advice that I found on positioning yourself for encounters with God in the night. This is from Jamie Galloway. Get ready to take some notes because this is seriously some of the best stuff that I've heard on positioning yourself for encounters with the Holy Spirit at night. And it's some of the best stuff I've heard on the fourth watch of the night. That's the time period mentioned in the Bible between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next part from Jamie Galloway. You know, but the intercessors are going to go to a new place now. I, uh, uh, the anointing on my life is an anointing of a watchman. Okay, and I live in the watchman anointing. And I believe there's realms of the watchman anointing. There's actually, uh, if you study the watchman anointing, uh, there's four watches in the night. There's a six to nine, there's a nine to 12, there's a one to three, or 12 to three, and there's a three to six a.m. And each watch has a different, has a different uh, uh, meaning, has a different expression. Actually, uh, we're in the watch of the Lord. We're in a watch right now. And you know that a lot of the amazing miracles that Jesus did happen in the watch of the Lord. It says Jesus walking on the water came to them about the fourth watch of the night. There's things that are released in the watch realm and the, wa- the time of the watch that actually aren't released during the day. You'll notice that at about 3 a.m. is the most easiest time to tap into things of the Spirit. Why is that? Because witches are done at 3 and so the witches and warlocks, they, they climax at three. That's why uh, if you're in warfare, um, you'll find out that witches usually come around three, uh, but also they'll come into your bedroom about three, but also uh, you'll feel suffocating spirit about 3 a.m. Uh, come and try to choke you. You'll wake up and, and a lot of people in uh, unbelievers get this all the time because they're feeling the intensity of the, of the witchcraft and they'll be choked. And the only thing they know to say is Jesus. And and let me tell you something. I, I've had that happen. I cannot tell you how many times. Now, I, my childhood, I've been strapped to a gurney and taken to the hospital when I was a child uh, uh, more, than a, more than once. And actually because uh, I, I would go into visions and, and, uh, and uh, crazy supernatural kind of weird things. And they didn't know how to handle it. And so I would be taken to the hospital. And so strapped down. And a lot of it was demonic. And, uh, and so, um, but 3 a.m., if you feel that spirit come on you that tries to choke you or you got a witch looming over you, the one that, the way that you uh, diffuse them is you dial down in peace. Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace shall crush sh- uh, Satan under your feet shortly. What you do there is you stand still. The high priests would move their legs just to, uh, because there's pomegranates and bells around the, uh, the hem of their garment. And they would move them 
so that people outside of the Holy of Holies knew that they were still alive because the bells would keep on uh, ringing. And if they didn't hear the bells anymore, they had a, uh, um, uh, actually a rope tied to their leg and they would pull them out because they knew they had died. And in, this, in these type of encounters, you do feel like you're going to die. There's times when you're convinced you're going to die. And so, um, so I began waiting on the Lord and I, uh, because I knew the Holy of Holies. After I had prayed in tongues, after I had worshipped, after I did all that stuff, after I'd interceded, I was building up into a moment. And so about 5 a.m. between the, uh, the fourth, in the fourth watch of the night, uh, about 3 and 6 a.m., I would wait on the Lord at that time. And I would just sit there for hours. And I'd sit up in bed. Now, the way I do it, you don't have to do it like this, is I put a pillow behind me and I sit up. I don't lay down because I'm a sleeper and I'll fall asleep. Okay, but I sit up in my bed and I wait on the Lord. I, I usually cross my legs. Uh, sometimes if I, I want to get comfortable, I sit my legs out and I put a pillow underneath me and I'll just wait there. I'm not meditating. I'm not, I'm not uh, humming songs. I'm not praying or anything like that. I'm sitting in perfect stillness. He says, be still and know that I'm God. Also, he says, on you I wait in Psalm 25. On you I wait all the day, Lord. And so there's a place of waiting on the Lord where I would wait. Now, I wait on the Lord and I try to do it a lot because I found the power of this. It is a secret way into the supernatural realm. Stillness is the portal that brings you into the supernatural realm, brings the, net, the supernatural into the natural. And uh, I began to pray like this. And I said, Lord, I don't want to have presence experiences anymore. I don't want to just feel your presence. I love your presence. But I don't just want to feel your presence. I don't just want to know that angels are around me, that I can reach out and touch them maybe. I want to know that they're really there. I want to see them, have them walk in my bedroom. I want to feel your glory come down on me. I want to be so intoxicated. I want ecstasies to flow through my entire being. I want to be in trances. I want to be in visions. And I began to pray this because you've got to be honest with the Lord. Don't just tell the Lord that, oh, Lord, I just want your face. Okay? Because this is his face. This is his face, is living in this realm of constant visitation called a habitation. Okay? And so I began waiting on the Lord. Now, I waited on the Lord for seven months. I don't believe you have to. But I was so diligent and so persistent, and it was a lot of trial and error, and I found out what worked and what didn't. And so I began waiting on the Lord for seven months. At the end of seven months, I was so at the end of my rope, and I was just crying, weeping before the Lord, going, God, you are being so unfair because I'm waiting on you and I'm not having anything happen. I don't have a could have been a vision. I don't have a warm fuzzy. I don't have anything. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I want to see you. I want a visitation where you walk in my bedroom. And so he goes, okay, let's make a deal. I say, okay. He goes, wake up in the night uh, and wait on me. At that time, I'll take you in the spirit. I'll take you in the spirit realm tonight. And so I woke up. It was about 3 a.m. Splashed some cold water on my face. I was sitting there going, I hate this. And so I'm sitting there and I get up and I, and I uh, uh, start waiting on the Lord. I go, Lord, 
You told me I'm supposed to wait. I'm going to wait on you. So I just sat on my bed, all propped up. And of course, you feel like falling asleep. It's not like you don't feel like falling asleep. Your head goes like this. But there's, uh, because actually it's a chemical reaction, your body's programmed to go to sleep and it releases a chemical uh, into your body and it causes you to go to sleep. And that's how you go to sleep. And so, but if you press on past that, usually about the 45 minute marker, you'll see that there's this, all of a sudden, this Christ consciousness. And it's this awareness of God that is so real that you're not just aware that he's out there somewhere, you're aware of him inside of you, all in you, all around you. You're thinking his thoughts. You get in that realm of faith that's so big, you honestly believe that if you spoke to the ground, let a tree grow right now, it would grow. That's the type of realm I'm talking about. And you get soaked and saturated in that faith. And that's the faith of God. And so I would sit there and 45 minutes went by and nothing happened. And I thought maybe it was just my voice. Maybe it was something telling me, you know, and I go, okay, Lord, I'm going to go to bed now. Good night, Jesus. And so I laid my head down and uh, started drifting off to sleep. All of a sudden, this blanket of energy comes over me and it was the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And he's like a, a blanket. He's like a comforter. And he just washes over you. You feel him actually like a blanket. He comes over me and I feel him like this liquid electricity covering my entire being. And I go, what the? And all of a sudden, my, phys- my spiritual bo- uh, uh, being started coming out of my physical body and it literally felt like I was in a luxury automobile chair. You ever felt like that? You, you know, you no longer have to pull the lever. You press the button and it goes, boof, boof. you know, you got the lower lumbar, you got the heated seats and everything you need. All of a sudden, my spirit starts coming out of my body like I was in one of those luxury automobile chairs being pulled by some electric magnetic energy. And all of a sudden, my spirit goes, and I'm sitting up in bed. I'm going, oh, my goodness, it's really happening. My body's laying down, but I'm sitting up. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, an angel comes, stands next to me. Now, this angel had a harp uh, uh, that was being played in the background. And it was like, it was so beautiful, so melodic. And, and uh, sometimes when angels come, they announce that they're there. And there'll be sound, a certain sound or a wind uh, or a, a fragrance. Or, um, and I heard a certain uh, um, a harp being played in the background. And I go, oh my goodness, what is that? And I was like, oh, I know what it is. It's a deceiving spirit come to deceive me. You've come to trick me because I'm so hungry for God. And I was sitting there, and I look at the thing, and the thing comes up to me, and it's got a voice like many waters. It sounds like uh, so many voices all packed in one. And it says, with the highest voice I've ever heard, actually sounded like Mickey Mouse. And he goes, hi, like that. And I go, now I know you're a devil. But isn't that interesting how we think that, you know, oh, you know, if we pray, people, I've heard people say, don't pray for somebody to get healed. They'll get sick because the devil will hear your prayers. You know, it's like, or don't pray for angels to appear in your house because the devil will appear in your house. That's not, that, that, the Bible says if we ask for a piece of bread, he'll not give us a stone. 
We ask for fish, he'll not give us a scorpion, a serpent. As we have a good daddy. And you ask, what you ask for comes about. And so, all of a sudden, this thing goes, hi. And I got so freaked out, I go, oh my goodness, you're a devil. And I grieve the Holy Spirit. I found out control is the worst enemy of the mystical realm. Spirit of control. You try to control the encounter. You try to control the, the, uh, the supernatural realm. And I got sucked back into my body. Now, when I came back to my body, I turned the lights on. I go, oh, Jesus, let's make another deal. That was scary. Like, you scared me, Jesus. And I was like, Lord, please don't come back in that way. That was too scary. Now, he ignored my prayer. Because three nights later, he showed up again. And I found myself in between my bed, which means I was standing in my bed. My bed was going through my upper torso. And I was like, what am I doing? And I'm looking at my bed, my bed, I'm standing in, in my bed. And that began uh, months and months of solid visitation. Every night, visions, visitations, angels walking in the room. Uh, 3D visions, open visions, levitations where I'd be physically floating across my bedroom. Actually, not in the spirit because I thought I was in the spirit and I would be physically floating. It was an angel. And so I'd be physically floating uh, right, right across my bedroom and I thought I was in the spirit and I looked over and my body wasn't there. And I'm floating across the bedroom. You know what I thought in that moment? I was like... Man, I wish I had a Polaroid camera. Because if I had a Polaroid camera, I'd take a picture right now. I could show all my friends. And, you know, that's actually one of my uh, uh, the plans. I actually want to film uh, some of these encounters. And so, but this began to happen. That happened so, uh, uh, not so many times, but a lot of times. I had a lot of those. I still have, have those. And, uh, and so... Vortexes would come in my bedroom, whirlwinds, physical whirlwinds, they'd come in my bedroom, and I'd just get sucked up into them and be levitating, hanging above my bed. And there's realms, I'm telling you, that are unbelievable. They're available to you. I would be pulled out of my body and go to a place and preach the gospel to people. You don't believe what it's like when someone comes up to you and says, Stop preaching the gospel. And you say, you can't harm me. And they say, why? And you say, because I'm in the spirit right now. And they go, what do you mean? I go, I'm in the spirit. And they try to hit you and their hand goes through you. I've had that happen. That's, um, that's amazing. Uh, saints, come and visit you. Now, a lot of people get the heebie-jeebies when I talk about this. But saints are alive. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And saints are alive. Now, we got a couple more minutes, okay? I want to share with you a couple things, okay? How to posture yourself. Wait on the Lord. I suggest waiting for about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I used to wait for two to four hours a day. And then I, I, I found it started speeding up. 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And uh, all of a sudden, you feel this awareness of God. 
Now, slowly pull your, put yourself in a lying down position. Lay down on your bed. Sit there. Focus on the Lord because whatever you focus on, you connect to. I focus on the Lord. All of a sudden, I'll feel this energy come on my body. Now, your heart will beat fast. When your heart beats fast, you'll miss it because anxiety misses the move of God. And if you're afraid of missing the move of God, you have a fear of missing God's move, you'll miss it. But you dial down to peace, and it's like you lock onto the encounter. All of a sudden, I lock onto the encounter, and my feet go out first. My feet leave my body first. And it's like, uh, it feels like an ice cube melting out of a shell. And I start to go out, and, and then all of a sudden, it's like I lock on target, and I'm sucked up, and I'm somewhere. Now, when you're in that realm, don't be, at, don't be going, oh, now it's time to go to heaven. Now it's time to see an angel. Just wait and watch. See what the Lord shows you. Don't try to control it. I found that control always grieves the Holy Spirit. And so I sit there and I go, Lord, I'll let you show me whatever you want to show me. And I've been in the Spirit at times when I've been trying to do the thing. I've been trying to fly up to heaven. And all of a sudden I get pulled back down. And I go, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I tried to do it of my own accord. I tried to make it my own way. And that's religion. You get what I'm saying? And so don't try to control it. Now, other times you'll feel that the, uh, you're in a trance. If you're in a trance, you'll feel the encounter slipping away from you. Dial down in peace. It's like somebody comes up to you and goes like this. It's, they go, I have a word for you. And you're talking to an angel. An angel goes, I have a word for you. And all of a sudden you start feeling yourself being pulled back to your body. And you're like, no. Dial down in peace. Relax. Rest in your spirit. And all of a sudden the thing comes back full vibrant color and you're seeing them and they're talking to you. And you can handle what they're saying. You can live in that realm. There's levels of glory. And your last level of glory will take you to your next level of glory. So when you're in an encounter like that and you feel it slipping away from you, rest in that glory and it'll take you to your next level of glory. And so there's all sorts of stuff. There's creatures in the spirit. There's, uh, I, I wish I could tell you some more. There's so many things in the spirit. And there's four levels to the spirit realm. There's ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and completely consumed. That's found in Ezekiel uh, chapter 47. It's also ch- found in Acts chapter 2 and in Genesis chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, he says, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And all my men servants and maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. That's the four levels. And so the first three, he says, your, your, your. And the last one, he goes, my. And there's a my coming, where the Lord's going, uh, mine, mine, mine. He's like saying, you're all mine. And he wants you unto himself. And these realms are reserved for the doulos, the bond slaves. They're reserved for those who give their life to Jesus completely. I tell you what, these realms, it's very easy to get addicted to these realms. I've been in these realms, and I cannot tell you the amount of ecstasy going through your entire being, your entire spirit, soul, and body. It feels like 
Millions and tiny little kisses are going through every cell of your being and kissing you all inside. And it's greater than any drug. It's greater than any party. It's so incredible. It's, it's like kissing you all on the inside and you feel the love of God so strong. And that's what we're going to feel forever. That's why at the throne, they're not bored. They, you know that I'm convinced why angels, um, a lot of times angels will come to you and sometimes they're very serious. A lot of times they're very serious. It's because you're taking away throne time. <laughs> they're missing out at the throne. And they come and they got to deliver the word. They're like, I got to get out of here. I got to give it and get out of here real quick because I got throne time. And they just go before the throne. They circle his throne. You know that the throne is not tiny. The throne's like a planet. It's like a solar system. There's things swirling around the throne. Creatures swirling around the throne. Spirits swirling around the throne. Lightnings, thunderings, voices swirling around the throne. And there's many thrones. There's not just one throne. There's many thrones. But there is the one throne of God. Now, in the throne room, you're not giving Jesus high fives. It's like serious. You go in there and you're like, I'm, I'm a dead man. Okay? And when, when I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've heard, uh, I've seen uh, um, angels and I, I've seen Gabriel and I've seen, uh, you know, uh, living creatures and I've seen um, uh, uh, different types of creatures show up in my, in my bedroom in the physical realm. And uh, when they show up, it's not like, how you doing, buddy? It's like, you've come to kill me, haven't you? You know, it's, you, you're convinced that the Lord has come to slaughter you. But his goodness, that's why he says, fear not. Anytime there's a visitation in the Bible, he goes, do not fear. Do not be afraid. And there's a, a holiness to this realm. And I've heard people say, oh, yeah, Michael's my angel. I'm like, Oh my goodness, if Michael was your angel, dude, you'd be like causing earthquakes every second. Things would be shifting if Michael was truly your angel. You know, and this realm, when you live in this realm, things happen. It's no longer like, oh yeah, I had a fun visitation with an angel today, although they are fun. And I've had little young angels, and usually, depending on their age, uh, that's how you'll feel the power coming off of them. And so I've had young angels show up and they uh, pull up your covers and they laugh and they want to look at you funny and, uh, and, and they play around. I've, heard, I've woken up to angels playing in my bedroom and they're calling out to one another because they know I'm awake and they go, we got to get out of here. And so they run, they, they leave real quick. But there's, this realm is so real. I encourage you to wait on God. Wait on the Lord. He shall renew your strength. You shall mount up with wings like eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and you shall not faint. Okay? Now, I wanted to give you that tonight. That's a gift. Take it. Don't just receive it in your ears. Live it in your spirit. And that will change your life. You walk in it, it'll change your life. You'll walk in so much dimensions of power and supernatural presence. 
angels love to hang out with those people that wait on God. And uh, don't get distracted by the angels. Always seek the Lord's face. Go for visitations of him. Okay? And so God bless you, everyone, in Jesus' name. Let's stand up. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.